Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. All right. Uh, happy St. Patrick's Day. What is it with St. Patrick's Day? Is there a war on St. Patrick's Day? Feels like it's less and less of a thing, and uh, I don't like that. You know, Google, you got to Google, and every time they usually make it a little thing. They decorate Google, G-O-G-G-L-E, in some sort of festive way for for Kwanzaa, for Eid, for uh, International LGBTQ uh, Awareness Month, but not St. Patrick's Day. I went to Google. It's just G O G G. Wait, G O O G L E. Plain old Google. That's it. No one's making a big deal out of it anymore. I, I guess we do have the parade. I saw them setting up the uh, bandstands on Upper Fifth Avenue today. That was. Uh, Nice. It's going to be the first St. Patrick's Day parade since 2019. Three years ago was the last parade. Why is that? Well, 2020 and 2021, two parades in a row because of COVID. They canceled it. So the first one in three years. Peter King, former Congressman Peter King, will be the Grand Marshal. That is beautiful. Well-deserved. My father, Ray Kelly, longest-serving police commissioner in the history of uh, the world, or here in New York City, uh, was uh, the Grand Marshal in 2010. That was, I believe, one of the highlights of his life, actually. He just got a huge kick out of that, wearing that big sash, walking down Fifth Avenue, and uh, what an honor. And uh, I got to, I walked, I walked with him, I marched with him a respectful distance uh, behind. I wore a green tie. I mean, I didn't want to let it go to my head. I wasn't the Grand Marshal, but it was pretty heady stuff. And then uh, what happens? You, it kicks off or it ended at St. Patrick's Cathedral. Of course, the Cardinal was there, his eminence, and the doors open. And it's just a just a wonderful, wonderful thing. Irish. The Irish. Tough. Tough. Gritty. And um, now totally Americanized <laughs> in, in many ways. And although we love our Irish heritage, what else is going on that Silly war persists, and then they hit that theater, which was being used as a bomb shelter. Um, Is Putin a war criminal? Yeah, you want to say he is a war criminal. I mean, I can say it. I host a radio show and a TV show. There are no real consequences if I call him a war criminal. But if Joe Biden shoots his mouth off and calls him a war criminal, that's a different story. Now, you want to call, yeah, he's a war criminal. Sure, he's a criminal. He's a murderer. But if Joe Biden starts saying that stuff, that's a problem, actually. It's a problem because this war criminal, first of all, that's a legal status. That's a legal classification. Joe Biden does not have the authority to do that. This is a guy that you, by the way, have to do business with. This is a guy that you want to withdraw or at least a ceasefire. And if you go calling people criminals, that might make it less likely. He's not getting all that much pushback because the fake news, they, uh, well, they cover for him. And Joe is not leading, by the way. Everybody knows this. Uh, they keep trying to say, oh, look at Joe Biden. He's being so cautious. No, he's not being cautious. He's being led. 
He's being led by Congress. He's being led by our NATO allies. He's being led by public opinion. He's not leading. America is not leading on any of this. That was our role. It is our role no longer because we have a non-leader in Joe Biden. Think about it. Before the war that everybody seemed to know was going to happen, that Jake Sullivan, that little geek running around on all the Sunday shows, they're going to invade, they're going to invade, they're going to invade. I'm like, why is he, why is he on the Sunday show? Try to stop this thing from happening. You know why they were so eager to say, they're going to invade, they're going to invade? Because for once they wanted to be right because they were so wrong about Afghanistan. It will be nothing like Vietnam. Remember that? This is no, no nothing to worry about. Um, what did we call the non-Taliban government, the one that we liked? Um, anyway, they thought that government was going to be around for at least a year, year and a half. They've got what it takes to fight off the Taliban. And they folded in about seven minutes, I believe. Seven minutes until they, they gave up. So they wanted to be right on this one. They didn't want people like me be rolling the tape. <clears throat> Excuse me. Rolling the tape, the footage of them being so cataclysmically wrong. So we'll be right. At least we'll be right. At least they won't be able to embarrass us personally. Great, 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 Jake. You got it right. They invaded. What did you do? You only threatened sanctions. You only threatened sanctions before the invasion. Then the invasion happened. And what did you do then? You imposed those sanctions gradually, not all at once. You didn't the full weight might of the world no piece by piece and you resisted you resisted a lot of this you resisted the russian oil ban you resisted trade restrictions you had to be prodded into giving more weapons and ammunition prodded pushed i noticed that since joe is so weak what does he love doing he loves uh, spouting out off about how many yelling and sounding tough and this is what he—he's not tough. You got to remember that he's not tough, but he likes to sound tough. And this is him, I think, trying that. Cut forty-four, please. This new package, on its own, is going to provide unprecedented assistance to Ukraine. It includes eight hundred anti-aircraft systems to make sure the Ukrainian military can continue to can continue to stop the planes and helicopters that have been attacking their people and to defend their Ukrainian airspace. Our new assistance package also includes 9,000 anti-armor systems. Wow. Wow, 9,000. Thing is, Zelensky didn't ask for that stuff. What did Zelensky ask for? What was the key thing he wanted? Cut 27. This is a terror that Europe has not seen, has not seen for 80 years. And we are asking for a reply, for an answer uh, to this uh, terror from the whole world. Is this a lot to ask for, to create a no-fly zone zone over Ukraine to save people? Is this too much to ask? Humanitarian no-fly zone, something that Ukraine, uh, that Russia would not be able to terrorize our free cities all right so is that too much to ask for well yes it is actually um america does not want to do that and with good reason uh people don't realize the no-fly zone that we had set up over iraq to set it up we had to fight iraq first the first gulf war happened before we actually established the no-fly zone uh it 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 tends to be an all-out war before you can establish a no-fly zone and it's very, very messy. 
and as horrible as what we're seeing on the ground, we don't want to see that spread. You know what I mean? Of course. So we can't do that. What about the next? What about the alternative? And he gave us an alternative. Zelensky said, if you can't do that, would you please do this? Cut 28. If this is too much to ask, we offer an alternative. Air can help Ukraine, help Europe. And you know that they exist and you have them, but they are on Earth, not in Ukraine, in the Ukrainian sky. Yeah. So Joe Biden, when he was mentioning all those weapons and this and that and the other thing, he didn't mention any aircraft. We're not even going to let him. We're not going to let the Poles, the Polish uh, military, give them the aircraft that he desperately wants. That's not happening. And then at the end of the speech, you know, Congress, they really are something. You know, they just do we have where they stand up and they applaud like crazy. They applaud like crazy even though they know that they're not going to do anything that he asked for. Cut 30. Listen to this. I wish you to be the leader of the world. Being the leader of the world means to be the leader of peace. Thank you. Slava Ukraine. Glory to Ukraine. Yay! They're all on their feet. They're all on their feet. Just a photo op. Now, this was 9.30 in the morning. It wasn't exactly prime time. And they think that we're got, not going to notice, or uh, Zelensky's not going to notice. But we did not give him anything that he wanted. What do we give him? We gave him all those. I mean, it's nice, I guess, these bullets and uh, pandering, pandering. It felt like the thing to do, stand up. But the two prime things he wanted, he ain't getting. And most people in Congress are not for it either. I'm going to have a congressman on tonight on the Newsmax show who is all for this, all for this um, no-fly zone. But uh, this guy, I believe, is in the minority. In the meantime, have you seen all these uh, wild videos coming out of uh, Ukraine? You know, you see planes crashing. You can see planes crashing on YouTube, but this is fresh stuff. I look at this stuff all the time. It's, it's just amazing. I saw two Ukrainian jets get shot down back-to-back. You can see the pilot eject just prior. He gets out just in time, just before the plane hits the ground. The pilot gets out, but his navigator in the back seat, if you look carefully, I just retweeted this. I don't think he makes it. You remember in Top Gun, Goose and uh, Maverick? Maverick and Goose, when they ejected, Maverick gets out, but Goose doesn't. The airplane has to be in a certain position for uh, for the parachute to take effect. It could, it, could, it could be very close to the ground, but you need one swing in that parachute. It's got to take effect. It's got to fill with air. And the guy usually in the back seat gets out like a microsecond later than the guy in the front seat. It's rockets. Rockets are attached to the bottom of the seat, bottom of the chair. Literal rockets. They look like shock absorbers, but they're rockets, and they're very powerful. I... I had to pull the handle once myself. I ejected on June 29th of 1999 over the desert in California. Man, I was in, well, I was basically in a spin that was unrecoverable and damn near close to the ground. If I stayed in that for a few more seconds, uh, (laughs) well, there'd be somebody else sitting here right now. Pulled the handle. Fortunately, the systems all worked. I went out out of that plane like a bullet. 
literally like a bullet. I remember the, the, the plane underneath getting so small, so quick. It was like, what is that? What Coyote, you know, Wiley Coyote, the roadrunner, when he falls off the, the hill, and you see him get smaller and smaller and smaller. But for me, that it didn't take, it was like, it was gone. And so was I. I was out in space. My helmet came off. I got banged by something in the head really bad. I had a concussion, uh, and I was dizzy for about a week. And one night in the hospital anyway. There are all kinds of crazy videos emerging. And if you are intrigued by military affairs, and I hate to say this, like, you know, we hate the death and carnage and all that stuff, but it is fascinating, some of this military footage to watch. Keep this in mind, the military, the Russian military, really does stink. They're straight out of 1970. Uh, Now everybody sees it. And that's one of the reasons we think that Russia is not applying more air power. They have a lot more air power. Why aren't they using it? Well, they know it's really crummy. And if you have a lot of incompetent pilots with broken down jets, that may not make such a difference strategically. But what will make a difference strategically is if everybody knows, if everybody has it confirmed in the world that the Russian military stinks. So they kind of want to keep people guessing, although we're figuring it out pretty quick. Another problem for the Russians, they don't have many smart bombs. Now, what's a smart bomb? A bomb that can essentially fly itself to its target. Now, usually it needs a little bit of help. Uh, How does that work? You have one plane drops the bomb, and you have another plane that shoots a laser at the target. Two planes take off together, and they're like buddies. It's funny. It's like you're flying with somebody, even though it's two separate planes. One plane lases the target, say from, I don't know, 10,000 feet, and they see a truck or they see a building, and they put a laser on that building. And they have a little TV, and they can monitor where the laser is. And once it's locked in, the other guy in the other plane will release a bomb that will hone in on that laser energy. And it can fly to it, right? It can fly right to it. And the bomb has little wings and little fins that can fly right to it. That's a smart bomb. The Russians don't have many of them. They mostly have dumb bombs, which you got to get pretty low. You got to get right on top of the target and you got to drop it and then it flies on its own. Gravity does the rest. And it's not nearly as accurate. It can be notoriously inaccurate. And I think that's one of the reasons why we're seeing so many um, non combatant fatalities. That's a euphemism for women children, and little babies. I'll be right back. Talk Radio 77 WABC. This is Greg Kelly on 77 WABC. Man, this Cuomo. What an ego. Yeah, you got to have an ego to be in politics, but he's running essentially campaign commercials. It looks like he wants to run against uh, Kathy Hochul. Kathy Hochul must be beat. Number one, she's terrible. Number two, she's um, terrible. Number three, she's terrible. She's weak. She's uh, captive of the woke left, scared of her own shadow. And Democrats, uh, first of all, need to take her out in the primary. And that's probably going to be Tom Swazi. I like him, congressman from Long Island. I also, um, uh, look, I don't like Hochul. Uh, 
And I also said that when Cuomo took that $5 million in the middle of the pandemic, and there are all sorts of rules, regulations, not to mention the just the human decency of it all, that so many people were out of work, and he's high on the hog, $5 million, free housing up there in Albany, and he needed another $5 million for a book about a crisis that wasn't even over yet? That was chutzpah. That really was bad. And there are things that I uh, I like about uh, Cuomo, but, man, I wrote him off after that. I couldn't believe he did it. I couldn't believe it. Now, having said that, you guys know probably by now how I feel about the so-called um, sexual allegations, misconduct allegations against uh, Cuomo in that report by illiterate fool, non-lawyer, Letitia James. Um, those That report was a great big disgrace. A great big disgrace. Why did they do that? There are other reasons they could have taken him out. Why did they choose that? Now, I have a theory because I went through every single damn one of those allegations, okay? They can take if <laughs> He told a doctor who was wearing a medical gown that she made that gown look good. And she was one of the survivors. That was her allegation. That was her allegation. And she sat down with an attorney general and 18 different lawyers, and they put it in the report, along with some 25-year-old, quite frankly, now take it back. I'll take back what I was going to say. Some 25-year-old, though, who clearly had the hots for him, and they were canoodling on a couch taking selfies, and she says, oh, I was groped. (laughs) Look at the evidence, okay? Look at the evidence. And now, so why am I so passionate about this? Because quite frankly, I have no use for this guy anymore. I'm passionate about it because if they can take him out, they can take anybody out. And that's what I think really, that's the real message. I don't know. I can't prove it. I'm still working on it. But I think this was an this was an investigation that got a little bit out of control. Number one, Biden was furious at Cuomo because Cuomo believed his own press and tried to take the nomination from Biden back in 2020. He did. Remember when Biden actually clinched the nomination, there was a lot of, oh, my God, this guy, this guy's not ready. This guy can't do it. It's another reason why, quote, COVID worked out so well for them, because he wouldn't have survived a normal campaign where you have to take questions and talk to people. (laughs) He he can't do that kind of thing. He's always yelling and making mistakes and uh, feeling people up. He could not have uh, survived a regular campaign. COVID allowed him to stay in the basement. But then something happened. And whoever, whoever's in charge of Joe, Susan Rice, Barack Obama, I don't know, AOC, he is beholden to the left, it looks like. They, they came up with the idea, look, if we can call Cuomo a sexual predator and he hasn't really touched anybody what can what can we do with Joe Biden everybody everybody has seen him sniff grope smell feel up you know children old ladies you name it Joe has tried it total strangers people he just met feeling up their shoulders just all kinds of strange stuff. You got to look it up. The nominee for Secretary of Defense was a guy named Ash Carter. I guess with the day he was sworn in, it's a big day for the Carter family. He's the Secretary of Defense. Joe takes that opportunity to feel up the guy's wife. And that's what he did. He's a pig. 
And you know what? There's a hell of a lot of evidence that he assaulted a woman by the name of Tara Reed. Now, unlike Christine Blasey Ford, who can't produce any evidence whatsoever, she can produce evidence. I mean, Christine Blasey Ford couldn't even put herself in the same social circles as uh, as Kavanaugh. There was no link between them. And 37 years, 38 years, whatever the hell it was, well, less time had gone by since Tara Reid worked for Joe Biden. And that's documented. That's truth. That's a matter of public record. She was there on Joe Biden's staff. I, is it true? I don't know. But if we're going to stop the world to listen to Christine Blasey Nuthead, I think we could at least have looked into, during the campaign, the uh, Tara Reid allegations. And oh, by the way, the New York Times, the slimes, New York slimes, isn't that what Levin calls them? The New York slimes. They, <laughs> how generous of them, are confirming what we all know. The Hunter Biden laptop is not Russia disinformation or misinformation. No, it's Hunter Biden's laptop. And inside is a roadmap to the corruption of the Biden crime family. Be right back. I'm doing what uh, what can happen if you start working out. And sometimes when you work out, it doesn't mean you're going to lose weight. Because here's what happens. You'll work out like today. I went for a three-mile run, and I did it in just under 30 minutes. Yes, that's three 10-minute miles. I know that's not great. I know that's not fast, but it's good for me, all right? Because uh, I started at, uh, what the hell did I start at? Like 0.9 miles. Then I went 1.2 miles. Then I went 1.5 miles at the same pace. Then then two miles. And then And then I took the last week off. <laughs> but today I went out three miles. I'm getting a little bit better. And this is how I did it the last time. I, four years ago, I became a running fanatic, and I did it the same way. I started slow. I started as a blob. And then I just got a little bit better each time I went out running. A little bit better. And I made progress. And by the end of it, I was running seven-minute miles. If you run seven-minute miles, you are running pretty damn good, even if it's only three miles. Yes, I know they're a marathon. I don't care about those guys. So I'm on track. But here's a little catch. When you start working out, you feel more entitled to eat. Well, I ran. I can eat. Oh, I ran today. I don't have to. I don't have to walk. I'll take a cab. I, I ran today. I don't have to do anything. I don't have to. You see, you can do that. There was a big article a long time ago, Time Magazine, why gyms are making us fat. And there's something to this. There is something to it because if you diet and exercise at the same time, everything, a billion years of evolution are just pushing us to eat. And uh, anyway, but I just love it. I love the process, actually. I love making progress. And I also love cake, especially when it has green icing in honor of St. Patrick's Day. And we got a whole load of it right down the hall. All right, let's see here. We've got uh, Marianne. Ooh, she's calling from Philadelphia. Hi. Hi, Greg. Hey, you know who's going to be on the show in a little bit? Dr. Oz, Mehmet Oz. He's going to come on. You know, he's running for the Senate in uh, Pennsylvania. I hope you like him as much as I do. Yeah, but um, I called about the uh, Supreme Court. Thing. Yeah, well, I got a couple of things to ask you. Uh, do you uh, you going to vote for Oz or what? Um, I don't know. What do you think? I think you should. I think he's great. And here's why I like him. He's got world-class talent outside of politics. Every politician, just about every single one of them, 
all their lives, all they've been doing is making promises and raising money and asking for stuff and doing favors for friends. Um, I have such respect for people who have earned their money, earned their status on their own outside of the field of politics. And now it's truly about giving back. And I think that's what Dr. Oz is all about. But anyway, I understand. It sounds to me like your mind is not made up. Keep an open mind. What's on your mind right now? All right, uh, Greg, um, I don't know how much of this I can uh, give you on the, on, over the air, but you know how you were just talking about Biden? Yeah. How has, this ties into the Supreme Court pick, how he said, I like children better or kids better than people. Remember that? Yeah, kind of, yeah. Yeah. And he, and he also, and then that weird statement he said about, um, you know, about the new, the X-rated pictures, you know, going viral on the web there. Well. I'm, I'm sure you've had somebody that. I saw you, that. Uh, I saw that. Uh, but what what did you find wrong with that? He basically described, I mean, it's kind of wild hearing a president talk about revenge porn. And that's what he was talking yeah. about. What did you find weird about that? found that to be very weird because I it's coming out of his mouth. And then this morning on uh, War Room, Josh Hawley sent out tweets about the Supreme Court pick that she she's a radical lefty. I knew this when I first saw her. I didn't care what she said. I saw it about her. And it has nothing to do with her color or anything. It's just something that I saw. And she has a habit of lowering the sentence on people that commit child porn and child molesters. And she's possibly a BLM activist. And you can go on AmericanPrinciples.org and, and fact check it. All right. We'll check it out. Anything else? No, that's it. All right, Marianne. Keep an open mind about Dr. Oz. He's... He's not what they're telling you. A lot of people in the establishment, the they were saying the same thing about Donald Trump. Establishment Republicans don't like him, just like they didn't like Trump. He's an outsider. And I'll have Dr. Oz on at uh, 1, no, 240, 240. Thank you. Next, uh, Jim. Uh, Jim is on the phone. Where are you, pal? Hey, Greg. I'm actually in Jersey now, but I live upstate New York. What are you on the Palisades? Uh, no, I'm down in Elizabeth right now, right by the port. All right, what's going on? Uh, one thing that people don't realize, like Cuomo, one reason they, he's coming back, Ada Clear's name, he's got a $16 million war chest. And what these politicians do is they create media buying companies with their friends or family. Bernie Sanders' wife and daughter collected millions of dollars this way. Ilian Omar's husband collected millions of dollars this way. And it's like a shell company that funnels the money back to them. Because when they get, like, say, Cuomo has $16 million, a family or a friend or whatever will create this media buying company, which is like a brokerage. And all this media... Yeah, they get buying. a percentage of what they buy. You buy, like, a million dollars worth of ads, you get, like, 20% back, $200,000, right? People don't realize how... People don't rich. realize that. I always found that really silly, by the way, and a disincentive to be smart with the money. I never understood that. So let's say, Jim, I'm running your campaign and you got $18 million in your war chest. I'm going to make more money. The more TV commercials I run for you, I make more money. And I don't think that's right. I could see making more TV commercials because I got to work, but buying them, I don't know. It's always been kind of strange to me. 
A lot of things are strange to me. <laughs> that's one of them. Jim, that's what you're getting at, right? Well, it's how a lot of them go in as thousandaires, and they all come out millionaires, and the job don't pay that much. You know what I mean? Where does this money come from? You know, there's just so much money that they – this is the swamp that Trump went in to drain, and that's why they attacked him so viciously. He, he you know, shined the light on the swamp, how, how they operate in there, not for the American people, for themselves. Well, I hope Trump has learned a few things. I think he has, but – um, you know I love him. You know I'm going to vote for him if he runs. You know I like his policies, and I also like his style, and I like him. But he does have a couple of deficiencies, and one of them, he has trusted too many people, and he didn't have enough people on his own, so he had to rely on the swamp, and the swamp was out to trip him up. Actually, listen to this, man. You know the intelligence community? The intelligence community. Great people, right? The intelligence community. They screwed Trump over big time. Trump was understandably critical of them. And then when he raised, you know, valid concerns about the intelligence community, and the intelligence community is basically the deep state in the swamp. Um, Well, listen to how crazy everybody got. Cut 41. Trump also mocks the U.S. intelligence community, tweeting this. You're already sensing a negative reaction, pretty negative reaction. These are public servants. Yeah. I don't know why he's attacking these people. The uh, intel community. It does so much community. damage to intel collections. This is exactly what he does. He attacks other authorities, other sources of information. He attacks the media. He attacks the intelligence services. Look at all the quotation marks there. You know, intelligence in quotation marks. Russian hacking in quotation marks. Clearly continuing to try to sow doubt. And that's okay because the intelligence community was trying to screw him over. And Chuck Schumer, in a rare moment of clarity and candor, uh, admitted as much. This is, by the way, Trump was getting into it with the intelligence community because they were wiretapping him and spying on him and trying to frame him for some stuff he didn't do. So he took him on. And look at old Chuck, Chuck Schumer, his warning from January of 2017, just before Trump became president, cut 42. He's taking these... Shots, this antagonism yep. is taunting to the intelligence community. You, you take on the intelligence community, they have six ways from Sunday at getting back at you. So even for a practical, supposedly hard-nosed businessman, he's being really dumb to do this. Why would they get back at him? Why? Because they got their feelings hurt? I mean, is it really that? So they're going to get back at a man who was elected president. Because I get people... People attack me on Twitter all day long. I don't go around plotting revenge, but the swamp does. Ooh, the swamp does. They care more about their big, fat, lazy asses than they do about the country. How about that? Not everybody, of course, but a lot of them. Thanks, Jim. George is next. Hi, George. What's up? Where were you? All right, Rockland. All right, what's up? Okay, so it's something nobody's talking about, but I kind of read about it uh in a forum publication, uh, there are uh, refugees streaming out, I don't know, it's a million now maybe, or close to it, uh, from the Ukraine. And uh, there are organized crimes and some very unscrupulous individuals waiting for them by the border or putting uh, over the net a very, a very nice offering as far as a safe place to stay 
earn money, and so and so and so. And the idea here is to turn them into prostitutes. Okay, and it's basically because the majority of the people from the Ukraine that cross the border with nothing. Okay, sometimes with little children here, they don't go there with men. Most of the men stay there to fight against the Russian. So this, they are the easy picking for all these uh, characters. And nobody is talking about it here. Definitely not all the women uh, uh, groups here. I didn't hear anything from Pelosi. I didn't hear anything from uh, from AOC. Well, number her- one, what you say makes a lot of sense. I could see that happening. I haven't heard about it, but you're right. The women are probably alone, and what you're saying makes sense. Where did you see these reports? You said in overseas publications? Yes, exactly. Okay, if you can look at it and maybe... Talk about it through your uh, TV. Yeah, no, I will. I will, George. It's a good idea. And I got a friend of mine, Alex Salvi. He works for Newsmax. He's over there right now on the border. I can follow up with him. He was on my show last night, by the way. He's right there on the Ukraine-Poland border. And, uh, yeah, this sounds like a situation. You know, you heard about those creepy guys who used to hang around uh, Port Authority. You know, the girls came in from out of town and and, uh, some dude, some weird, you know, some pimp was waiting for him and with a lot of charm and some lies. And uh, and then what happened? The worst. Thank you, George. I will check that out. That is interesting. And if it's happening, that's awful. Uh, another one. Jack is in Manhattan. Yes. Hello. Hi. Hello. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Can you hear me? No. Re- Greg, can yes, you hear I, me? I hear you. I hear you. What's up? Okay. I was about to ask you something about Jesse Smollett. When I came back from the outside, I heard in the radio, I think it's ABC radio or whatever, that he is being released or he has been released from prison. I thought the judge uh, sentenced him for 150 days. What's going on? Who's behind releasing him this early? Yeah. You know? uh, Jack, uh, um, I want to talk about you for a moment. Um, uh, well, number one, he's on bail pending the appeal. Now, I don't like it. 150 days. I think he should stay in the slammer. Let's face it. He got caught. He made up all that stuff. And, um, you know, he should stay there. Uh, It seems very permissive and weird. Remember, the charges were initially dropped. They didn't even want to prosecute him. And then it became a federal case. So the guy deserves uh, jail, prison. He was sentenced. But he's free pending appeal. And let's face it, though, we've seen that before. I've seen people who have been, um, there have been people who have been, Convicted of murder who've been walking around on appeal. That has happened. I don't like it, but anyway. Jack, where are you from? What's going on with you? Well, what's going on with me? Uh, Nothing. You know, I'm just uh, uh, listening to the radio. Uh, But I am very annoyed when I heard in the uh, news that he is being released or he has been released after six days with 150 days uh, uh, sentenced by the judge. There must be some Something or somebody behind this. Do you have any idea? Do you? I mean, his lawyer, I guess. I mean, what do you want me to say? Um, As I told you a moment ago, you do know that people in the past, if you have an appeal, um, I've seen people. One that comes to mind is a guy named Jeffrey McDonald. He was convicted of murdering his family and he was in jail. And then they let him out pending appeal and went all the way up to the Supreme Court. And it took about two years. And one day, uh, the Supreme Court said the decision stands. He's a convicted murderer. And the cops went knocking on his door and they threw him in jail back in 1983. And he's been in prison ever since. 
So I've heard of this stuff happening before. <clears throat> All right, Jack, thank you. Um, you listen to the radio a lot, huh? Yeah, I busy radio. Excellent. I'm so glad, and thank you, and happy St. Patrick's Day. And many thanks to John Katsimatidis, who is, um, uh, he's like the wingman today of of Peter King, the former congressman who is running around. Uh, he's the grand marshal today of the St. Patrick's Day Parade. Oh, just going back to Cornwall for a second. He is all over the place. Uh, look at me. Look at me. I, uh, I want to be somebody again. Uh, let's see here. He gave a speech this morning. Cut 45. I don't speak to you as a politician, so I can tell you the truth. I speak as a concerned New Yorker and a very concerned New Yorker, because the truth is we are in a pivotal and dangerous time in this country and in this state. He doesn't speak to us as a politician. Come on. That's what he is. Cut 46. You can feel the growing tension that hangs in the air. You feel it on the street. It starts with anxiety, and the anxiety then begets frustration, and the frustration then begets anger. And it has been festering for years. But it got worse through COVID. During COVID, we had the isolation. We had that genuine fear during COVID, afraid for yourself, afraid for your family, who's going to get it, what does it mean? Jobs closed down, basic insecurity. <laughs> and that negativity spreads on social media today. You know, I'm sorry, there's part of that that seems genuine, but it's taking him a long time to say not that much. We know all this stuff, and now what, and now what? A little bit condescending, a little bit patronizing, actually. Just a little bit. What do you think? I do agree, though. It's in the air. Before COVID, it was a different mood in this city. You can feel it now. There's resentment. There's hostility. I'm talking about in addition to the crazy violence, which is worse. But there's a there's an edge and a lack of friendliness. Yeah. They had a... Bur- was it really worth it to get Joe Biden in the office to tear us all apart? I'll be right back. Greg Kelly is on the air. 77 WABC. Um, yes. Just getting my Irish sweets in order. We have cupcakes. We have sponge cake. Um, they don't taste green, but they certainly are green, and um, I love that. I love that. Um, hey, Putin hit a theater with a bunch of women and children in it. Did you hear about this? Women and children taking shelter. Could be over 100 fatalities. The aftermath is uh, just awful. My God. He is a he is a war criminal. I can say that Joe Biden probably shouldn't at this point. By the way, when he was talking tough yesterday, just saying all those weapons, all the things that he's delivering, not delivering what Zelensky asked for, um, just all these weapons and guns, and he like to say bullets and shotguns. Do we have that? Go ahead and play that again, where he's saying I the shotgun this and blast that, and we're gonna 
all these cannon systems, not giving him what he wants, but talking tough nonetheless. Um, that's a problem. He did not talk about a ceasefire. He did not talk about a way out. They're always afraid of escalating this thing, except verbally, it seems like. Go ahead. This new package on its own is going to provide unprecedented assistance to Ukraine. It includes 800 anti-aircraft systems to make sure the Ukrainian military can continue to can continue to stop the planes and helicopters that have been attacking their people and to defend their Ukrainian airspace. Our new assistance package also includes 9,000 anti-armor systems. Yeah, not what not what he actually asked for. Just talking around the issue, and uh, that's all right. Oh, I see him right now. It's St. Patrick's Day. I don't nothing about Joe Biden. His name, his presence seems Irish, but he claims to be Irish, and he's wearing a green tie, of course, which is fine. And then he's got like this big, big green handkerchief. You know, one of those things for showing, not blowing. And it looks, it's just, it's its almost like he's got a face cloth stuffed into his uh, uh, breast pocket there. It is huge, entirely too big. All right. Man, oh, man, oh, man. This food should not be around me right now. One more. Susan is in New Jersey. Yes. Hi. How are you, Greg? All right. Uh, I have two things I want to talk about. The first thing after the 2020 election where my husband and I both went to our county uh, election board in Freehold. You told me about this before, didn't you? And and, and there were some shenanigans there, right? I don't believe I told you this before. But but there were shenanigans, right? Yes. They voted for us four times. I went back afterwards and I asked for a copy of our voter history, and they gave it to me. Idiots. They gave it to me, and it said we voted. We each voted four times in that election. And I want to know, how do I reach someone who that will make a difference to? Um, hmm. Well, number one, not me. Uh, I'm concerned, but... You got to go on the web and uh, write letters, uh, document it, write to your congress. Do you still have this piece of paper? I have it in many places. What the hell does that mean? It just means that if somebody decides to show up at my door and demand it, then I have other copies. All right. I'll tell you what. Why don't you email it to me? Could you do that? Absolutely. All right. I'm gonna How put do you... I do that? Uh, well, we're going to give you my email address. Um, okay. All right. Hold on a second. OK, go ahead. Uh, would you do me a favor and take this and follow up? OK. All right. Is she on hold yet? Take care of that. Good. Uh, you never know. You never know. All right. Happy St. Patrick's Day, everybody. I do have to regroup. I have to wash my hands and I'll be right back. Kelly, the latest breaking news and opinions, entertaining and informative. So a war criminal gets to be on social media, a war criminal. Joe Biden said it. Putin's a war criminal. But you know what Joe Biden has? He has a Twitter account. (laughs) And uh, so does Vladimir Putin. Vladimir Putin has a Twitter account. Donald Trump does not. Does that make any sense in the world? Big tech. Big tech protecting uh, Vladimir Putin. You can still download any app you want in Russia. 
Google App Store, the Apple App Store, they're all they're both flourishing in Russia. Yet uh, conservatives have been banished. All kinds of screwy logarithms. I have how many followers do I have? Four hundred and twenty-four thousand followers. Some guy at MSNBC who's not on TV, he's an associate producer for the Lawrence O'Donnell show. He's just a liberal, and he retweets the president has 1.2 million followers. How do you think he got that, huh? With a little assist from uh, Jack Dorsey and the people who run that place. They're all leftists, and they want to help out their leftist buddies. It really is as simple as that. Um, So (laughs) Donald Trump is not on Twitter, but Vladimir Putin is. Happy St. Patrick's Day once again. And in honor of St. Patrick's Day, at least we have this. Some in the mainstream media are acknowledging that the laptop Hunter Biden dropped off at that silly computer shop in Wilmington, Delaware, was in fact Hunter Biden's laptop. And inside, those emails are real. Hunter Biden, by the way, I don't think he's actually going to wind up in jail, but there is a federal grand jury looking at evidence surrounding Hunter. This obviously involves his father. All of the shenanigans. Uh, uh, Hunter was well aware of something called the, uh, what is it, the the FARA agreement. Basically, you have to register as a foreign agent if you're doing business and work for foreign governments and trying to influence U.S. policy uh, to the benefit of foreign governments. And clearly, Hunter was doing that. It's in the email. It's doing all kinds of things to help Ukraine or help Burisma. And what does Burisma want? They want Ukraine policy. And then they, they want American policy to be bended to help them. And it's all in there. Oh, gosh, it was so good. It was so good. And it is still good. It's amazing. It's fun to read, to be honest. I hate to say it, but it is. Uh, you can read them. Uh, you, you, you can find them online. You can also download or buy Miranda Devine's book, The Laptop from Hell. It's an amazing book, and it's uh, it's all there. But it was dismissed as a crazy conspiracy theory, right? Anything that they don't like, they say is, uh, what do they like to say? It's racist. And if that doesn't work, it's um, it's a conspiracy theory. It's baseless. There's no evidence. It's been debunked. It's been debunked. Mm, no. No, it hasn't. You know what was debunked? All oh, this crap. Cut 38. The president of the United States sided with the man responsible for the attack on the United States, not with the people of the United States. Donald Trump's done a lot of bad stuff. This is about the biggest one. He said that he trusted Vladimir Putin's word, and by extension, the word of Russia's spy community, uh, which attacked the United States of America. How many times have we all heard him say there was no collusion? There was no collusion. Witch hunt, no collusion. Witch hunt, no collusion. The damage from Helsinki may indeed be done. What did he say in Helsinki that was so bad? What did he say that was so terrible? Uh, Let's listen, and you tell me if it warrants that reaction. Cut 37, please. People came to me, Dan Coates came to me and some others. They said they think it's Russia. Uh, I have uh, President Putin. Uh, He just said it's not Russia. I will say this. I don't see any reason why it would be. Talking about messing with the election. Well, 
I actually, if Putin told him that, I actually might even believe in myself. Now, I don't like Putin. I think he's a creep. I think he's a loser. I think he's uh, losing bad right now, and he's, he's, he's a murderer. He's all those things. But how much did Russia spend trying to influence the 2016 election? It's in the Mueller report. How much? $100 million? $200 million? A billion dollars, right? Well, influencing election, that's a big deal. It'd be very, very costly, right? How much did Russia spend? The answer is $100,000. And not all at once, by the way. They spread it from 2014, 2015, 2016, over three years. Okay? You think that influenced the election? By the way, everybody throws around money. Intelligence agencies all over the world are nudging elections. This is not a nudge. This is a, a puff, not even a puff. This is a... What can you do with $100,000 over three years? You can hire an intern, maybe, maybe. So it is all a big, fat game to them. To us, it's it's life and death. To us, us it's, uh, it's kind of a matter of survival. A lot of these folks on the other side, they're already rich. They already got whatever they want, and they just want to keep it. And they just want to enhance their status. People like Jake, Jake Sullivan, National Security Advisor. Can you believe anybody in the Biden administration still has a job after Afghanistan? This guy does. Cut 43. We have seen over the course of the past 10 days a dramatic acceleration in the buildup of Russian forces and the disposition of those forces in such a way that they could launch a military action essentially at any time. We have now been saying for some time that we are in the window and an invasion could begin, a major military action could begin by Russia in Ukraine any day now. That includes this coming week. Wow. All right. So they got that right. They knew it ahead of time. What about the warning? What about if Russia does this, you're screwed. Don't do it or else. Trump could have done that. And 62% of the people know that. It's pretty, pretty cut and dried. Meanwhile, Putin looks really bad. He's alone. He's isolated. And he is very defensive, coming up with all kinds of reasons as to why. Look, if you're winning a war and you're three weeks in, are you still defending your decision to actually wage the war? I don't think so. Cut 25. Here he is. This is uh, less than 24 hours ago. Putin is um, defending himself, his decision making here. Cut 25. In terms of the military tactics developed by Russian Ministry of Defense and the general staff, they were completely justified. And our lads, soldiers and officers, have shown bravery and heroism, and they are doing everything that they can to avoid loss of civilian life in Ukrainian cities. Yeah, doing a hell of a job at that, right? A hell of a job. Completely justified. I don't think so. Again, This is not a guy who's confident. This is a guy who's having, I think, second thoughts. Or at least he's addressing the naysayers, the doubters, of which uh, there's a whole planet full of them. Cut 24. All diplomatic avenues were exhausted. They just did not leave us any option to solve in peaceful manner the problems that were not caused by us. And because of that, we were simply forced to start a special military operation. Special military operation. We were forced 
to start a special military operation. Now, I just want to say for a second, and I don't want this, but what would happen if what would happen if Russia won? I don't want Russia to win, but if they won, I mean, Ukraine was part of Russia. These are neighboring countries. Look, war makes me sick. I guess we can't afford to have Russia win, but we can't afford for this war to expand either, right? And he's now still coming up with crazy reasons as to why this uh, thing he had to do. Why did he do it again, Vladimir Putin? Why? Cut 23. 23. It was a real threat. Already in the foreseeable future, with the international military cooperation, the pro-Nazi regime in Kyiv could have received weapons of mass destruction, whose target, of course, would have been Russia. All right. Of course, the WMD that they don't have, of course, if they got them, the target would have been Russia. So we had to invade. I mean, that's even worse than our silly excuse about Iraq. Well, they don't have WMD, but if they get them, they could use them on us in the future. I mean, even George W. Bush, three weeks into the war, wasn't saying that. He's like, he's got them. We know they're here. He's got them somewhere. And then pretty soon he was joking about it. And then he knew it. And that's when, oh, gosh, what a disgusting, what a fool. I I was there. There was a big party in Washington, D.C. And, you know, it's one of those dumb occasions where the president comes out and makes a speech and tries to be funny. And you got to find this for me, actually. George W. Bush looks for weapons of mass destruction party. And he's like looking under his desk and he's looking under the couch. Oh, they're not down here. And all the everybody's laughing their asses off in the audience. And I realized I do not belong in this swamp. I am not one of you people. I just remember this guy next to me. He's laughing. <laughs> I just came back from Iraq. You guys are joking about it. The whole reason for the war was weapons of mass destruction. And you're laughing about it. That that turned out to be a lie? That's cute to you? That's cute? Hey, what the hell did Eric Adams say a little while ago? People are calling in. Ron in New Jersey, what's going on? How are you? Yes. What comment did he make? He made the comment about uh, he doesn't want people with cameras uh, interfering with cops who are struggling with assailants on the ground. When you zoned in, uh, uh, struggling with an assailant on the ground, you don't care who's behind you. You not you, you zoned into what you're doing. There could be 50 people standing around. It wouldn't matter to me. Uh, I, I uh, look. I'm no Eric Adams fan, and this is a this is just a, a thing he said. But I don't like it when people take out their cameras to record cops. In the old days, they tried to help the cops. You know, which way did they go? He went that way, officer. You know, that kind of thing. And now, I don't care how zoned in you are. You're a little self-conscious about that. You recognize that the eyes potentially of the world are on you. And one mistake, you're screwed. One mistake, you might be arrested. That's a new phenomenon, pal. That just started a couple of years ago, the advent of cell phones. Now, every jerk out there just wants to go viral. And they'll use cops as a vehicle to go viral. That's a real thing, Ron. I have to say, I don't find that an idiotic uh, statement. Uh, I guess I'll give Eric Adams one point. One point so far. I give him credit for that. I do not want to see cops harassed. Hey, I don't know what you do for a living. Could you do your job? Are you so zoned in on your job that if some guy showed up or two or three or 15 with cell phone cameras recording you, You think you'd be able to perform as well? 
You don't think you might be yeah. uh, hyper hyper concerned about making a mistake, Ron? No, no, absolutely. You're one cool cucumber, Ron. I mean, I, I mean, you're in a league of your own. But other people, as in you know, human beings, I think most human beings would find that upsetting. I'd find it upsetting. Somebody once came up to me in a restaurant, and she she's recording everybody, and like that's her thing. She she documents people in a restaurant, and like she goes around, oh look at who's at this table, look at who's at this table, and she puts it in my face, and I'm like, I, uh, really, you know? And I knew who she was, and I'm like, yeah, you look visibly nervous, and I'm like, no, I'm visibly angry. I just don't like it, and I can. It's it's about a million times worse for cops. I'll give you the last word on this run. It's about the escalation. Most of the times, you don't even need to wrestle with the guy. If the guy's got a gun, you can walk up to him and tell him to give me the gun, especially if you don't clear leather. If you unholster it, you can usually tell the guy, just give me the gun, and they'll give you the gun. All right, if Ron, we'll make you the friend. FBI director and the police commissioner and uh, the national director of the intelligence. Something tells me it's not as uh, – it's all about de-escalation. That's the new – just hand me over the gun. Hey, just give me the gun. Just give me the gun. You worked at Newark, right? Where'd you work again? I'm talking from experience. You know, I know, but I'm, where'd you work? Where'd you work? Newark. Uh, yeah, Newark. Newark. I knew it. I knew it. You called up before. Listen, man, I appreciate your uh, your uh, your knowledge and your experience, but I disagree with you, and I uh, I don't see it that way, and um, neither do a lot of other cops I know. So anyway, we'll leave it at that, Ron. I appreciate it. Uh, not an idiot. I'm giving Eric Adams one point. Who'd have thunk it, right? One point. He wants cop. He wants people to stop hassling cops with their cell phones. And I think that's a made, that's a good thing. They shouldn't be hassled like that. Uh, oh, I got to go again. Get some more Irish cake. What do they call it? Soda bread. Be right back. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on 77 WABC. All right, it's starting to happen now that uh, the New York Times, some people don't feel comfortable unless the new york times says it's true i learned my lesson about that a long time ago folks the new york times is as wrong as wrong can be a lot sometimes they lie and sometimes they justify stupid wars that shouldn't be fought and now now however since so many fake news losers and lazy slobs say it's not news unless the new york times says it's news People are finally saying it's news, finally saying it's real, the Hunter Biden laptop. How about that, huh? The Hunter Biden laptop. Because the New York Times, uh, we we verified that certain aspects of the laptop are uh, consistent with records that prosecutors have uncovered. Therefore, just uh, the laptop is real. The laptop is real. All right? Hey, I just met George W. Bush and that stupid stuff he said at the party. So here it is. It's the... Uh, what uh, this is like a mid to late 2003 and <laughs> there's no weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. And we just sent 130,000 guys over there to find the weapons of mass destruction. And a lot of people are dead. American soldiers, Marines dead, Iraqi civilians dead and no weapons of mass destruction right around now. George W. Bush should be contemplating his resignation. Instead, he goes to a party. And makes jokes about it. Go ahead. Those weapons of mass destruction got to be somewhere. (laughs) Nope, no weapons over there. (laughs) 
Maybe under here. (laughs) (laughs) And what they were showing, the pictures that he was showing, were pictures of him, George W., looking under his couch, looking under his desk, in the Oval Office, like they were going to be there. (laughs) That was back in the days where any time a president did anything like it was not like the presidential standing at a podium, like it was just so edgy and interesting and fun. (sighs) Disgusting. And I, I was in the room when he was making those jokes. And I was a, I was appalled at the laughter. My only regret is I didn't get up and walk out like in a real conspicuous way. You know what I mean? Like right in the middle of it. I am leaving. I didn't do it. Jacqueline Carl just walked in. Hi, she's our news and content coordinator slash anchor. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I every time I mess up your title, I either overdo it or underdo it. News anchor. All right. I think I called you. What did I call you? The news reader. Yes. All right. It's better than what we call you when you're and not I around. I let you live. <laughs> no, it's good. I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. All I right. Know. So what did uh, Eric Adams said something that I might have to agree with? Um, what was it? Well, he was, you know, talking about his new elite unit of safety officers whose mission is fighting gun violence. And he's getting some backlash about saying this. Sot 23. And what is not going to happen? I'm not going to put these men and women on the front line and have someone put a foam in their face while they're taking action and try to critique their ability to do their job and allow the noise to determine that they're not doing their job correctly. They have my support. I'm not sending them on the front line and abandon them while they're on that front line. All right. That sounds better than it uh, than it is, because he really doesn't have the power to do anything about that. But I like the sentiment. I like the sentiment because cops are being harassed. I don't think you can put it in their face, but a bunch of people will stand around some across the street, some a little bit away down the block. A cop can tell you to back off. And if you don't, you could be arrested. Um, But you are allowed to tape record. And uh, that's that's harassment. I don't like it. And I think he's right. Well, these cops, unlike before are all wear body cameras too like these this elite you know well they they're all supposed to be wearing body cameras that's another thing new york was i mean smaller police departments put body cameras on right away uh they're just new york had trouble implementing that so uh i know you're not allowed to say anything in terms of your opinion but what's your opinion Well, to give the other side of it, the New York Civil Liberties Union tweeted after this that people have a right to film police work in public. You can't order them to stop filming. Yeah. No, I actually agree with that. You can't order them to stop filming, but I can implore them to stop filming. I can plead with them to stop filming. I can say... Are you whose side are you on? The criminals? I could say also that cops deserve the benefit of the freaking doubt. For once, I know it was fun and fashionable and all the girls from college went to brunch right after the Black Lives Matter rally and said, look at us and look at our pictures. Oh, my God. Look at this. I'm posing with a man with dreadlocks at a Black Lives Matter rally. Aren't I cool? No, you're not. You're a fool and you don't know what you're talking about. None of you. You, your college girl, you, the guy with the dreadlocks at the Black Lives Matter rally. You all made fools of yourselves. The number one threat to the black community is not cops. You know what it is? It's fathers who don't debility of fatherhood. You fix that, (laughs) you're making progress. 
You will change everything. But nobody wants to talk about that. Why? Because it's hard. Why? Because it's a pain in the neck. Why? Because it might not work. You know what I mean, Jacqueline? <laughs> I'm pleading the fifth. I, I can see both sides of it. It is dangerous, though, to, to be filming crime. But, you know, people are trying to make sure everything goes, goes is it, fairly. Is it dangerous to film you? Don't. <laughs> it is. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I'll be right back. Hey, in a moment, uh, Dr. Oz will be calling in. Okay, Dr. Oz, he's running for the United States Senate in um, Pennsylvania. And uh, look, I'm I'm always straight with you guys. I'm straight with my viewers, my listeners. Um, you know, a lot of folks aren't. They'll they'll be for somebody. And they won't tell you that, but they'll skew everything to help that person. I'm upfront about it. Okay, I want Oz to win. Why? Because I I think he's a great man. I think he has integrity. I know he has incredible ability. He's got a big heart. He's brilliant. And he has so much to give. And it would be just remarkable for the country, for Pennsylvania. We don't need another guy who's just been looking for approval from people all his life. And that's all they do. That's what politicians do. That's all they've got to offer. This guy uh, has a hell of a lot more going than that. All right. Can you imagine anybody who can actually operate on a heart? Open that thing up. Open your chest up and change a valve, <laughs> replace a valve. Uh, I, I, I don't know what's going on in there. The left ventricle, the right ventricle, the chambers, this, that, and the other thing. They got to stop the heart, yet they got to keep it going with that heart-lung machine. How does that work? How do you How do you ever do that for the first time? Can you imagine? Anyway, that's uh, that's. That's pretty amazing stuff, and he can do it. And uh, what can Joe Biden do? He can smile. <laughs> he can uh, promise you and not deliver. And that's that's what those guys are all about, and that's why they hate people like Oz. The establishment hates Oz. They hate Trump. They hate anybody who brings their own portfolio, right, their own talent to the table. They want everyone to be reliant on them. A couple of things I've put out recently on Twitter. You know, my Twitter is very hot, actually, right now. Um, <laughs> you know, not too long ago for I, – I haven't done this often, but occasionally, once in a blue moon – well, I mean once in a blue moon, because once in a blue moon I go flying. I don't get on airplanes very much anymore, maybe once a year, and maybe once every four years I get to go first class. And you know what? I hate it. I don't like first class. Uh, first class. Now, number one, it's not what it used to be. It's they think it's better. You got privacy. You got basically a bed. They stick you in a plastic cubicle. Actually, it's like a little chamber, a little pod, and you know they got two flat screen TVs in there and all kinds of gadgets. And you're alone. You're in this little digital cocoon, and it's a very uncomfortable feeling, actually, because I do remember. I'm old enough to remember what I like to call the olden days. And even though in the olden days I didn't travel first class, I I know what it was like. They had a lounge, they had chairs, and people actually sat next to each other. Big, comfortable chairs, and people sit next to each other. I got a picture on my Twitter. It's from 1980. First class looks like a bit of a party. And there's this woman in white who's checking out a guy, and it looks like they want, she wants to talk. She might even be down to get down, if you know what I mean. Um... 
there's none of that anymore. Everyone's isolated. Everyone's cut off. And you got your own movie. We used to watch movies together. That doesn't happen. Something else I tweeted. I am relieved that Mike Pence will not get the big job. As the New York Post uh, reports that Donald Trump explains why Mike Pence will most likely not be his 2024 running mate. There are a lot of reasons to not go with Pence. And I do think he let people down on January 6th. I do. Uh, many of us uh, familiar with the Electoral Count Act of 1887 believe he had much more discretion uh, than he exercised. And we weren't necessarily we weren't looking for him to overturn any election. I wanted him to return certain electoral votes that were objected to to the state capitals so they could make sure that they were legit and then go from there. And there's a provision in the Constitution where that could have happened. But Mike Pence is a uh, I don't think he's a very open-minded guy so and he's also very very wooden very stiff i'm relieved mike will not get the big job he doesn't have what some call the it factor um he's a little bit too studied loosen up mike maybe in 28 okay think about that um hey one of the big issues right now in pennsylvania all right so there's dr oz he's running for the republican nomination the primary is in late may and you got to remember this about Oz. He is the outsider candidate, all right? He is the MAGA candidate, in my opinion. Um, he's not like these career guys. He's not like these swamp guys. And I guess the, his chief opponent in the Republican primary is some guy named McCormick, who worked for George W. Bush. His wife is a real piece of work, Dina Powell. She uh, works for Goldman Sachs. She also worked for George W. Bush. Hey, next time around, Trump, you can't trust anybody who had anything to do with George W. Bush. I'm sorry, you can't. Because though all those people, they still love W. And W hates you because of what you did to Jeb Bush. Okay? It's pretty, it's that simple, actually. So Dina Powell, um, uh, this McCormick guy, they're all so loyal to W. They hate Trump. So the true Trump candidate, in my opinion, in Pennsylvania is Dr. Oz. Um, and what did this guy do, McCormick? Um, he's a he's a hedge fund dude. I think he's with Bridgewater, Brightwater. What do they call it up in Connecticut? Bridgewater. It's kind of an interesting company. I think it's more show than go. The head of it, Ray Dalio, is one of these big meditation dudes, and you know makes everybody meditate all day long. I don't know if that is. I don't. I don't think that really is a thing. I, I dabbled in it. I don't think that's uh, the answer. And what else does he do? He has like peer evals. Uh, you can tell anybody in the company what you think about them at any given time. Even the boss of the company invites criticism. I think that's a that sounds interesting. Uh, in practicality, it must be a disaster. I know this that the fund that they let Dave McCormick manage for the Pennsylvania teachers did lousy. Can you imagine this? You got the Pennsylvania teachers, and they got a great big pension fund, and there's a lot of money in there, a couple of billion dollars. And you can do a lot of things with a couple of billion dollars. Well, what did they do with it? They did nothing with it. It made, what did it make, 5%, 6%? I mean, these are the best hedge fund guys in the world, right? Didn't make much money, although they didn't make much money for the teachers. How much did they make for uh, <laughs> McCormick and his friends? $500 million in fees. Can you believe that? $500 million. So... Looks to me like uh, the teachers and probably the kids of Pennsylvania got ripped off. 
we really got to stop this guy. He'd be bad. And I think, quite frankly, his wife thinks that she's going to be calling the shots. Anyway, I'm going to put that aside for the moment. And I think we are joined by potentially my choice, my preference for the next senator from Pennsylvania, Republican, Dr. Mehmet Oz. Dr. Oz, can you hear me? Hear you very well, Greg. I was enjoying your soliloquy. Thank you for <laughs> setting it up. If I can just add one thing to the last point you made. Uh, I'm very concerned about the Wall Street Washington revolving door because it opens right into the swamp and you get people who have groupthink. uh, They actually don't focus on Main Street needs. I'm in just outside of Pittsburgh right now as I speak to you in in an area that's struggled. And these folks are frustrated. They don't feel like their values are being heard. And Washington keeps getting it wrong because they don't listen to the values of Main Street America, of of people who've struggled, who've been hurt by much of the decision-making over the last 15 years. Uh, Dave McCormick, as you bring up, who's running against me in 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 the Senate race, was one of the folks who put together the bailout in 2008, which helped financial institutions but did not help Main Street. It's led to a lot of the challenges, especially for young people uh, in this country who feel like they got left behind because there was no plan for them. All the money kept going to people who made the mistakes that caused the collapse in 2008. It didn't go to the people caught in the middle. And then fast forward, he lays off workers. He outsources them to Asia. He builds the biggest hedge fund ever, uh, in porn hedge fund in China, over a billion dollars, and did it during covid when the rest of us were trying to pick the pieces up. But this pension fund issue, is, it, you know, it doesn't sound sexy, but it's very, very ang- uh, angering to Pennsylvanians because we've got really high property taxes. Now imagine, the, 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 the group that's taking care of all the school employees, I'm, closing, I'm including the janitors, the bus drivers, the lunch lady, right, as well as the teachers, they put their money to work with him and, and other managers. He personally, with his company, take out over half a billion dollars, right, $500 million. The investments do so poorly it actually, for the last few years, it was under 2%, that the state said in order to make the pension fund solvent, you've got to chip more money. How much? A half a billion dollars more from the taxpayers, because that's who pays for the school you know, for funds. And by the way, an extra $100 million from teachers and lunch ladies. Like, that's a lot of money every year that have to put up in order to make up for the fact that your investments didn't do well. And it was so bad, the current treasurer, Stacey Garrity, uh, who's a Republican, and the past treasurer, Corsella, who was a Democrat, both of them went after the board of this pension fund. They're, those guys are gone now. They did leaders of the, of the effort because they did so poorly. And I'm wondering, how is this not front page news everywhere? Thankfully, you know, New York Times, Inquirer, everyone's writing about it now. But it took a little effort. And that's what we all have to do. We have to make noise for ourselves. Excellent, excellent, excellent. And, yes, my sense is that uh, they were able to uh, basically silence these stories for a while. How do they how do they pull that off? I mean, <laughs> number one, who do they think they are and how do they have like how what, whose strings are they pulling to actually quash a lot of these stories as they did for a long time? Well, I lived it and you have too. when you and I get my show was on network television. So I thought I was sort of immune. But here's the deal. The government has similar values and a game plan as major media companies, which also has similar game plan as the big corporations, especially financial corporations. Well, when those three groups are working together, that's a totalitarian leadership model. And that's what we end up with. Some stories just aren't sexy enough. I can transition real briefly to talk about energy policy, because this is really critical for the Ukraine and everything else we're facing. We have a false narrative around energy, which is the Green New Deal will save the planet. As a scientist, just the same way as a doctor, I could call out the lies in COVID and one Fauci fired because of his incompetence. I have the same exact insights as a scientist looking at energy policy. The Green New Deal scientifically is a lie. It cannot be done in the time that they've claimed it can be done in. So if we truly want to save the planet, 
what works? Well, turns out natural gas is so much better than other countries burning their dirty coal. We should be taking our natural gas out of the ground here in Pennsylvania, for example, shipping it through New York because, you know, they won't let us, but shipping it to the coast of the New England state so they can use our natural gas instead of taking someone else's dirty natural gas like they do from South America. But here's the deal. If we were to use our natural gas in overseas you know, as a, for our allies and others, it will be the equivalent of replacing every car with gas with electricity. In other words, electrifying our entire fleet of cars, plus putting a solar panel on every rooftop, plus doubling wind energy. All that together just by using a natural gas. But you can't tell that story. Greg, you will, except on your program and a few others, you will never see that written in the Times. It doesn't get covered in any of the major media outlets, CNN, whatever. Think about it. MSNBC doesn't talk about energy. And so we're sort of stuck with groupthink that the only way to, to, to move forward is to stop driving our cars. The not that. And that's the same con game we live with with COVID. Don't fool us twice. Well, it's amazing that you're out there saying what you're saying. Uh, look, I've been looking at this uh, race now for a couple of months. In my opinion, I don't know if you characterize yourself this way, but you're the MAGA candidate. You are the most Trump-like candidate. You have a lot in common with him. You also, The opposition actually has reminds me of the opposition to Trump from traditional Republicans trying to Say, well, you know, uh, Trump, uh, Trump was friendly with this star, that star. I see a lot of the same opposition that he faced, you're facing now. But how do you make that case or can you make that case to those who think, well, wait a second, Dr. Oz, that, that guy had it made. He's on easy street. He's friends with all those elitists. I do believe you're the MAGA candidate. Do you accept that characterization? I accept it. I embrace it. I've talked to the president frequently. The voters in Pennsylvania know it because I speak to the same issues with the same boldness that he had. Listen, people didn't like to hear what he was saying sometimes, especially powers that didn't like being called out, didn't like the, the fact they dis, you know, disrupted the status quo because the status quo was very profitable to some people. But he was right. I mean, walk down the line of all the things he's pushing for. We would not be, I don't think, watching the Ukraine getting pummeled by Putin if President Trump was in place. We had energy policy that made us self-sufficient. We didn't have a 7% inflation rate and the gas wasn't $5 a gallon. All things, by the way, he predicted would happen if we didn't follow his approach. Look at the border. Forget about Democrat-Republican. Just look at the results. I'm a heart surgeon, right, Greg? If I operate on you and I do my best job, but your relative dies, that, that wasn't a successful surgery. We sort of you know, you know, morose humor say the operation went great, the patient died. No, it didn't. It doesn't matter how well you think the operation went if the patient dies. So we ought to look at the results. They are not good. And Biden is becoming a, per, you know, a booster rocket for Republican candidates like me to thrive in the fall elections by making mistake after mistake after mistake. And then we have to challenge why is it Washington is getting it wrong? And I do believe it's because there are few people like President Trump are willing to say what they see, get pummeled by the media, are not listened to by the deeper state members of, you know, of the bureaucracy of our government. Uh, that actually undermines some of those policies and regulations that don't make sense. And they certainly don't get listened to by, in the average home because they don't have a chance to be heard. So take a step back, everybody. Make your own mind up. And here's a request. Be brave. That's what made America special. Remember, it's home of the brave. We're only free if we are brave. President Trump was brave. I burned the boats, stopped my show, as you know, and stopped the magazine, stopped everything else I was doing, the books, in order to run because I'm not going back. We need people to step up and be counted. I love it. I love it. Two more quick things. Number one, you're you're all over the place in Pennsylvania. I'm genuinely curious. Are people asking you about Ukraine, not the media, but regular people? Are they concerned? What 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 level of uh, concern is there about Ukraine? 
there is humanitarian concern over Ukraine, but what makes it especially painful in Pennsylvania is even the women who kindly give me coffee in the morning at the diner know everything about our energy policy problems and know that this uh, Commonwealth of Pennsylvania could have massively helped avoid what happened in the Ukraine. And I think that realization that we had all the tools at our fingertips and we weren't allowed to do it, again, because of woke activists who would camp out on pipe sites or activist lawyers who would you know, make up uh, uh, reasons, frivolous ones for blocking pipelines. And like they know that we could have done better and no one told the truth. That's why this year, 2022, is about saying what you see. And, and Republicans are starting to feel more comfortable. They know they're going to get canceled. Can't say this stuff at work. I mean, it's crazy that you can't bring up realities like biologic males shouldn't be allowed to beat up on biologic females in sports. Well, that, that, that doesn't sound so controversial to me. But if you say what I just said in most jobs, you're done. I say it because I got rid of my job in order to campaign because I wanted to be able to tell the truth. I didn't want appendages holding me back. But think about that. That simple statement. Mm. First of all, I'm not letting the language getting controlled by anybody else. It's not transgender, this or that. You can be all those things, and I respect you for those things. That's your decision. But biologic men should not be able to hurt the sports that biologic women are seeking to participate in. We've worked our whole lives to build up title, you know, the, the, the rules that protect women's sports. Now we're dismantling it because we're not brave enough to say what we see. And secondly, I think that there's, no matter what you try to do with hormone treatments and you know, too many you know, months of having you know, whatever waxing, whatever gets done, that you don't change the, that basic biologic reality. And the fact that, again, J.K. Rowling can't say that without getting canceled. You know, what, I mean, what, what else did she do that would make you think that she's a completely off the rocker individual, except write super selling children's books that had tremendous values in them with Harry Potter? Yeah. Yet you can't find her now. She got canceled. It's, it's wild. Hey, listen, one more question. And I've always been curious. Uh, the first time you perform open heart surgery, I've got a few seconds left. There's, there's, a, there's the first time you do that by yourself. Do you remember that? Is that like, I mean, you're, you're, you're responsible. That's, that's got to be like flying for the first time by yourself, or is it? Or have you practiced it so many, much, so many times under supervision that you're ready to do it? What's it like performing open-heart surgery for the first time when you're the guy in charge? It's etched in your soul. I remember the case vividly. Every single thing that, that, I, that made me nervous and things that later I knew weren't big problems, I catastrophized them like everyone does because you never want to have uh, the, the, a patient die on you at any time in your life in the very beginning, you don't know how to deal with the challenges. But that's what happens in medicine. You, there's an apprenticeship program. People senior to calm you, they, 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 they know that it's not just about the technique, it's the art form of surgery. So having the confidence and the desire to do it right is critical. But here's one big thing, Greg, it's a fine line between arrogance and confidence. Right? Arrogance kills people. Controlled uh, confidence is what you need in surgery. Knowing what to do, doing it right, being brave as you do it because you know you've got to make decisions and living with the consequences. You own it. Amazing. Amazing. Dr. Oz, Dr. Mehmet Oz, he's running for the United States Senate in Pennsylvania as a Republican. Go to DrOz.com. Spell out doctor. DrOz.com. Dr. Oz, we thank you. God bless you, Greg. Take care. All right. All the best. And we'll be right back. Dr. Oz calling in. I love it. I love it. All right. Hey, sorry. We uh, we usually take phone calls. We usually take more of them. Let's go to them right now. Uh, Pete in New Jersey. Yes. Yeah, Greg, I'd like to talk about the time Eric Adams and uh, de Blasio painted Black Lives Matter in front of the uh, Donald Trump building. Mm -hmm. I mean, what a disgrace, huh? I mean, that's graffiti. Yeah. I mean, and and, and they posed for a picture. I remember they posed for a picture. And uh, Curtis reminded me of it. And I figure I I, I don't know if you you remember that story. Of course I do. Actually, I went by just the other day. It's still... 
there. It's faded. They, they don't maintain it. It's still there. Uh, it's It was stupid. It was um, unnecessary and just virtue signaling. And, again, another episode of having a silly conversation to avoid having a an important substantive one about race in America. I, I sure do, Pete. Thank you very much. Uh, Walker in New Jersey, yes. Greg, good afternoon. Uh, you know, there's so many cameras in New York. There's no need for body cameras, even shutterbugs. But don't get me wrong. If they can take a picture of a person breaking the law and they could show it to the police instead of saying, what did he look like? Hey, here's a picture. Well, number one, body cameras, their time has come. I'm actually okay with body cameras. Uh, it's the cameras that annoy me are the ones. And there are places where, you know, like going down a hallway, going up a staircase. You know, there aren't there aren't cameras everywhere. So it's another, but I mean, let's face it, gosh, can you imagine, hey, we just talked to Dr. Oz, if he had a body camera on, you know, it's distracting. It can really, I think we may see long term, it inhibited police to such an extent that they cause more trouble than they're worth. I'm not sure the answer, but it's something to look at. Uh, Saul in Long Island. Yes, Saul. Greg, how are you? Listen, two quick things. Vladimir Putin. Uh, Vladimir Zelensky and Vladimir Biden, they are all three of them on the same page when it comes to this war. Really? Vladimir Zelensky and Joe Biden, their numbers were in the toilet. Don't believe Zelensky is an actor. He wanted this war to boost his numbers, so as Joe Biden. When everything is settling down, you're going to find out that's exactly what happened, and I feel bad for all these people who die every day. All right, that's an interesting theory. Uh, can you back it up? Can you prove it? Yeah, I can prove it to you very, very, because that's exactly what happened in former Yugoslavia in 1990s, and that's exactly what happened in Kosovo, where I come from. They let the people die until the last minute, and then all of a sudden, Bill Clinton with his he snapped his fingers and he stopped the war. Well, there have been cases before where, yes, uh, uh, politicians have waged war so they could appear tough, so they could enhance their political standing. Absolutely, it's happened before. I'm open-minded on this one. Saul, I, I thank you very much. And I think, yep, there's the music. I got to go. Uh, I got to go and get ready for the evening show, which takes place at 7 o'clock tonight. Newsmax Television, 7 o'clock Eastern. Uh, what time is that central time? 6 o'clock Mountain, 5 o'clock Pacific, 4 o'clock Coast to Coast. And you can download the Newsmax app. We encourage you to do so. Thank you and happy St. Patrick's Day. See you tonight. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big.